Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is great to be back with you guys uh, as we are getting closer and closer to the start of the regular season. We are uh, within a week away from real games being played, uh, so that is great. You know, Spring training is a fun time uh, and a time for a lot of hope uh, that your team is going to be going to be great. Uh, certainly that existed last, uh, last offseason, and uh, little did we know that it would end in a World Series championship for the Braves. So here we are once again uh, with a bit of a different team. Of course, a lot of guys returning, uh, a few very notable guys not returning. Uh, but uh, with those new guys comes uh, kind of some fresh uh, fresh hope. And uh, we are definitely going to look like a different team uh, this coming season, particularly with Matt Olson and Kenley Jansen now in the mix. So a lot of fun stuff. And, of course, the return of Ronald Acuna soon and we're hoping for the return also of Mike Soroka maybe midway through the year if all things go well. So a lot of things to look forward to uh, in the new year, uh, in the new season. Uh, so this uh, we in, in the last several episodes we've been focusing on uh, the top six things that I wanted the Braves to do this offseason. Now that we're past uh, those things and the Braves have for the most part put together I think what, uh, what will be their uh, regular roster as the season uh, unfolds. Now, what I want to do is focus on uh, my top season predictions for the Braves this year. And before we get into that, however, I want to just share a little bit of Braves news uh, and what has unfolded um, in pretty much the last week since we were together. Uh, the number one thing that has come down uh, the newswire uh, even today is that Jacob deGrom of, of course, of the Mets, uh, their star number one pitcher, maybe the best pitcher in all of baseball, uh, is down uh, with uh, some shoulder soreness. Um, shoulders are never, uh, that's never a good thing for any pitcher. Uh, he has kind of fought uh, some arm issues. You know, he got set down uh, pretty much in the second half of last year. Um, really derailed what might have been, uh, you know, a slight possibility for the Mets to make the playoffs last year they had a lot of a lot of things go wrong for him last year but DeGrom is now back on the shelf uh they're saying that within about four weeks uh he's he's not going to throw for four weeks and they're going to reevaluate him at that point um it's not a tear it doesn't sound like uh but that's going to allow them to kind of reevaluate him at that time uh, i've read a few things that have basically said that DeGrom um will probably not be back until june uh, putting him, likely putting him on the 60-day IL, the injury list. And so, you know, that's about a third of the season. And uh, and being the best pitcher in baseball, that's obviously a huge loss to the Mets. Their starting rotation is really probably their number one strength. And uh, you take away DeGrom, it's going to test them tremendously. Uh, this does not mean that the Mets are not uh, a threat to the Braves uh, for the regular season, but it certainly makes their job a lot more difficult and it puts a little bit of a rosier picture on the Braves and their chances to repeat as NLE's champ champs and of course um, put themselves in a better position going into the playoffs if hopefully they can make the playoffs all right so that's that's definitely the number one thing going uh, going on um, in terms of I would say all of Major League Baseball but definitely impacting the Braves the other bit of news that came down recently was Craig Kimbrell being traded to the Dodgers, and um, this is 
A very interesting uh, bit of news, of course, I think this is in relation to Kenley Jansen uh, signing with the Braves, which I assume kind of surprised the Dodgers that he would uh, jump ship. I don't know what they were offering Jansen and the Braves maybe just offered more. Um, but regardless, um, here we have uh, Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers and now another uh, former beloved Brave, Craig Kimbrell, going to the Dodgers. It was also reported that the Braves were really interested on uh, in on Kimbrell before they went with Jansen instead. So I think this is some recognition on the Dodgers' part that perhaps the weakness of their uh, of their team right now may be the bullpen. Uh, so, you know, if you think think just last year uh, they had a pretty solid bullpen and, of course, Jansen at the back end as their closer, but they also lost Joe Kelly, um, who was one of their better arms in the bullpen. And so adding Kimbrell is interesting. He has actually not been uh, incredibly consistent over the last few years, uh, even though he, uh, you know, at his best is still pretty dominant. Uh, but it is going to be interesting if the Braves end up facing the Dodgers to see uh, both Freeman and Kimbrell playing for them. All right, uh, the specific bit of Braves news to break is that Luke Jackson uh, may be done. He may be done for the year. Uh, he's had forearm tightness. That's never a good sign when a pitcher uh, is complaining of forearm tightness. That can be issues with the elbow. And um, the latest uh, latest bit of news is they are worried that Tommy John surgery might be required for Luke Jackson, which would require him uh, to uh, be done for the season. So losing him is definitely a blow to the Braves. He was the right-handed pitcher in uh, the vaunted night shift that um, was such a huge part of the Braves winning the World Series. He was the only righty. Um, and, of course, the Braves have strengthened their bullpen further with Colin McHugh and Kenley Jansen uh, on the right side uh, and even a couple other arms that might end up working out for him. But losing Jackson is nonetheless, uh, you know, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, it it is far uh, easier to take that kind of loss when um, when you have such bullpen depth, which they do. So uh, it's the value of depth. You don't feel like this is derailing the season by any means, uh, but it's still, uh, if he does end up having to have Tommy John surgery, uh, Luke Jackson is one of uh, probably the more popular Braves in the clubhouse. Uh, everybody loves him. I'm sure he'll still be around the team, but uh, it is still kind of a disappointing thing uh, if we end up losing him for the season. Uh, another small bit of news, Brock Holt was released by the Braves uh, this week. He actually requested his release. Uh, this is probably giving us a hint that Phil Gosselin is going to win that uh, kind of final bench utility role uh, for the Braves. Him and Holt were probably the two top candidates for that. So he probably saw the writing on the wall that Gosselin was going to be the favorite there. It, it's not it's not shocking. Gosselin had the better year last year. He's also a former Brave. He's been around. The Braves organization generally knows Gosselin uh, and probably uh, had, he has the um, uh, the more likely spot. Uh, so Brock Holt trying to find a place uh, to play next year. And then the final bit of news is that uh, Max Fried has been tabbed as the opening day starter. Uh, so that's not a, a huge shock, uh, you know, probably between him and Charlie Morton, but with Morton coming off the broken leg, maybe that gives, you know, a slight advantage to Freed. And he might have he might have gotten the nod anyways. Um, of course, you know, finishing off the World Series game six with that incredible start of his 
Um, I actually went back and watched a little bit of that game, the first three innings, which were so crucial, uh, starting with uh, him. Uh, you know, for two guys started on on base in that in that game, and uh, you know, an infield single by Altuve, and then if you recall, uh, Freed in that weird play at first, getting stepped on his ankle, uh, it just looked like a, a potentially disastrous start to that game, and then he just locked it down after that and was dominant, and then of course Jorge Soler hit the huge three run bomb um, in the top of the third, and and the game was. Um, was in some ways over at, at that point. But Freed was so awesome in game six, and he's really established himself as uh, as the ace of the staff. So it's cool to see him get that start. Uh, Morton will pitch game two, and Anderson will pitch game three. And the one probably cool thing about Anderson, or for Anderson, is that uh, that game three start is when the Braves will receive their World Series rings in that first homestand. So really cool, um, you know, if you're able to, Tune in early for that uh, that third game of the series. I think that date is April 9th. Uh, the Braves getting their rings. That ought to be a very awesome moment. All right, so that's the Braves news, uh, and you know, obviously, just very very excited to get this season started. Uh, a lot of good things on the horizon. I think for the Braves, I'm I'm getting more and more encouraged uh, as the season gets closer. Um, Mostly good news, just hope, hoping for health, um, and I think that's going to be a major key. It's a major key for any team, as we see with the Mets. It's kind of going in the other direction right now, but it's obviously going to be really important for the Braves too. So let's start with my season predictions. And, uh, you know, you might you might agree with some of these, but I'm trying to take somewhat bold stances on some of these, not necessarily just to be bold and throw things out there for, um, for the sake of uh, – you know, of being bold, but I do want to take some stances on what I think is likely to happen with specific Braves this season. Um, and uh, we'll see what, see what you think. So my number one is having to do with Ronald Acuna and, you know, it's going to be great when he returns. It's still being reported that he's tabbed for some time in the first week of May uh, to return to the Braves. I actually just saw uh, on Instagram a video, um, uh, Dave O'Brien, who's one of the um, the beat guys for the Braves, or I think maybe he works with the Athletic. I don't remember if he's with Atlanta Journal Constitution or he's kind of jumped around, but but he follows the Braves uh, closely. Uh, you had uh, Darren O'Day pitching to Ronald Acuna in a simulated game, and so he you know he's getting some action. It's not game action yet, but he's definitely close. Um, he probably feels like he can play right now, but you know doctors holding him back. Uh, so my first prediction is that Ronald Acuna will hit 40 or more home runs this season, uh, you know, which is, uh, you know, uh, uh, stepping out there a little bit. He's going to play around 130 games um, if he stays healthy. So, you know, you look, I, I tried to look at the, the Braves schedule and see, you know, okay, if he comes back first week of May, that means he's missing around 26 games. Uh, there's a homestand in, in kind of the middle of that week that I would suspect would uh, be the would be tabbed for his return. And so, playing around 130 games, you're missing, um, you know, 30 or so games for the year. Um, to to hit 40 home runs would be quite the feat. But you know, we know Acuna is capable of that. I mean, he's really in a healthy year. I mean, last year, if he'd finished the year, he might've finished with 50 plus. So I think 40 is, um, 
it's a it would be impressive and i think he'd be knocking on the door even of an mvp candidacy if he does that sort of thing um but nonetheless that's that's what i would love for him to do and i think he's going to be so motivated coming off coming off of this injury having to watch the world series and not participate um that he is going to be a man on a mission uh just really quickly i wanted to go into with a few of these predictions i want to just um work off of the fan graphs zips projections that we i've done this last couple of episodes using this site as kind of a guide uh for you know this is statistically what um what this organization is is projecting players to do uh this season so they have acuna hitting uh well number one they have him playing a few less games than 130 they're saying that he's, he'll play around 123 games i think that's a little low um though i can see why they would be a little lower than than i am uh, but they have him hitting 35 home runs in those 123 games um and earning a 5.0 wins above replacement uh, again i think uh he's going to do a little better than that um 35 i'd say he'll, he'll hit 40 so uh if he does that the braves are going to be obviously um in really good shape one of the probably three best players in all of baseball it's going to be a tremendous lift to get him back and it just highlights again uh the fact that the braves were able to win a world series without him on the field um with him on the field it's just going to be a breath of fresh air all right my, my second prediction for the upcoming season is that this will be dansby swanson's final year as a brave um, i'm not necessarily rooting for that dansby is really not my favorite brave i do appreciate the kind of person he is i think he's a really solid guy i think he's a really solid teammate um you know so i, I really don't have anything uh, personally against swanson but he is an incredibly frustrating player to watch because of these huge swings in performance i mean i think he would even have a hard time um <laughs> saying that that's not the case i mean he he is so up and down for two weeks he's one of the best players in baseball and for about three weeks uh, he can't do anything right offensively uh and so you know the frustrating thing of that is you can see what he could be with a little more consistency he he could be an elite player he just has never been able to put it together and i just honestly think that that's probably going to be his year this year too he really seems to be embracing more of the power hitter role um and going for more power generally and i think that's going to potentially i mean he's really on a precipice with that kind of approach where um the the strikeouts could pile up and go into deeper slumps uh, I think he hit 248 last year. Uh, you know, he had 27 homers. I could foresee him uh, dipping a little bit in the average department. Maybe he still hits, you know, 20, 25 to 30 homers. Um, but I think uh, it's very possible that he could take a dive. Or at the very least, I think he's he's kind of is who he is at this point in his career. So with that in mind, you know, he's going to hit free agency and what is he going to ask for in free agency? I mean, is he really, are the Braves really going to pay him 18 to $20 million a year, you know, over a long period of time, you know, into his 34, 35 year old seasons? I think somebody would probably give him that. Uh, I just have a hard time seeing that the Braves do that. Now he is a very beloved player, but I mean, we just saw how they handled the Freddie Freeman situation. Uh, they're not afraid uh, to you know hold that line in the sand and say no more and uh, so I I kind of expect that to happen and the the number one reason I expect that to happen is um, Dansby's agents are the same uh, as Freddie Freeman's 
So, you know, you can foresee this going the same way. I'm not saying that there's going to be some animosity between the, the agents uh, and uh, Alex Anthopoulos, but uh, they're, they're probably going to approach it similarly, similarly uh, as they did with the Freeman situation. And I don't think that is particularly positive. Now, Dansby might have a different approach than Freeman. He might just want to stay in Atlanta and is willing to do some things uh, to do that, maybe even take a discount if, you know, if he wants it. Um, so that could certainly happen. And we'll just have to see. But I foresee this season maybe being a little bit of a down year for Swanson or at the very least kind of standing pat. Um, and I think the Braves will have some better options moving forward, at least ones that they think are better values. So, you know, a few of the places they could go, there are actually three really good uh, potential free agents going to be out there better than Dansby next offseason. Xander Bogarts uh, is going to be a free agent from the Red Sox. Car Carlos Correa can get out of his deal uh, with the Twins that he just signed uh, and become a free agent again next season. And Trey Turner. Now, Turner, I could foresee with the Dodgers. I really like Trey Turner. You know, he used to be with the Nationals. Braves fans are very aware of him. Um, I think he's incredibly talented. He's actually my favorite of these three, uh, though all three are really good. Um, I could foresee the Dodgers just because they have such deep pockets um, extending him this year and he won't be available. But I think if Trey Turner particularly is available, I could really foresee the Braves uh, targeting him, going after him. They know what kind of player he is and he's still relatively young uh he's speedy and you know a long-term deal uh can be kind of scary with with speedy players because they're obviously going to lose speed over time but he also can really hit he's really turned into a great hitter as well so uh those options i think are all better options than swanson now if those are too uh, too expensive oh and by the way the braves are going to have a good bit of money to spend there's several guys coming off the books uh, that have um you know, large contracts this year for the Braves. So if they really want to, they could they could throw more money at the shortstop position. Um, but, you know, there there's also Vaughn Grissom. If you haven't heard of Vaughn Grissom, he is at um, the highest level he's played in the Braves organization is at high single A. But he has a great hit tool. Um, he's been with the Braves uh, for, th I think, two or three years out of high school. And uh, his issue is defensively. Uh, he's got to improve defensively to be a, a major league shortstop. But if, if he can get there, uh, all signs point to him being a really strong offensive shortstop. So, uh, you know, he's, he might be a couple years away. That's the only issue with Grissom. But if if he's able to get up uh, fairly early to double-A this season, and, you know, they say once you're in double-A, you're, you're basically knocking on the door of the major league. So this will be, a, I think, a really important uh, thing that could happen for the Braves organization is if Grissom proves that he's at least close to the major leagues, uh, then they might think twice about giving Dansby uh, an extension. All right, so let's move on to my next prediction. My next prediction is that Austin Riley will be a top 10 MVP candidate. I, I really was shocked at uh, at how improved Austin Riley was last year. I was probably a lot, like a lot of Braves fans, um, close to giving up on Riley. He had been such a frustrating player uh, for the first couple of years of his career. You know, obvious power, but inability to put the bat on the ball consistently, um, chasing 
you know, those classic sliders away that just dive out of the strike zone. He couldn't lay off. Um, he always looked in between the slider and the fastball. And then he just figured it out last year. I think he became much more selective with the pitches he did swing at. Um, and uh, I think some of his timing with his swing got improved. But nonetheless, Riley was awesome last year. He's one of the big reasons why the Braves were able to figure out and figure it out enough to um, to win that division. And then, you know, he was big in the playoffs. He had some some really big hits. He, he didn't have maybe the biggest hits of the of the postseason, but he had some really big ones. Uh, so I, I think Riley's going to continue to do what he did last year. I don't think he's going to regress. I think he's figured it out. Uh, now, you know, you know, pitchers are going to adjust. And so I could see him slipping slightly this year, but I really, I don't think it's going to happen. I think if anything, he might actually take a tick, a tick up and, um, and be slightly better than he was next year. I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP, but a top 10 MVP uh, finish for Riley, I think it's absolutely in the cards. Uh, the other thing I would say, you know, connected to this is I think there will be probably at least one more Brave uh, that will finish in the top 10 in MVP voting. Uh, again, if Acuna is coming back healthy uh, for the rest of the season, I think he's incredibly likely to at least be a top 10 guy and maybe uh, maybe even have an outside shot of winning it. Uh, and, you know, I think Matt Olson and Ozzie Albies have the ability uh, with really good seasons to be top 10 MVP guys. So with those four, uh, you know, those four are a huge reason why the Braves are going to be as good as they will be this year. And I, I foresee, you know, at least two of them having good years and finishing in the top 10. Uh, just as uh, I wanted to mention this, you know, the other projections. So we can look at projections for Riley. Riley's projected um, by Fangraphs. And again, this is the Zips projection to hit 31 home runs, um, drive in 96, uh, have a 3.4 wins above replacement season and you know I would just say that's I think that's slightly down um, he hit a few more home runs last year um, that would be up in RBIs but I think he is a four four war player next year maybe 35 or so uh, maybe even a few more home runs than that he's um, he's going to be in a really good position potentially hitting right behind uh, Olsen and maybe in front of um, Ozuna to to have a great season. All right, my next projection is that Michael Harris will make his debut in 2022 and play in meaningful games. So Michael Harris is the top prospect for the Atlanta Braves right now. He is a center field prospect who can also play corner outfield positions as well. He is young. He's around 21 years old. He has not played above uh, high A ball. Uh, and so I think in some ways this is stepping out on a limb a little bit to say that he will make um, some contribution to the big league club this year. But he played in a lot of um, spring training games. I think the Braves really love Harris and what he does. He's a, he's a left-hander, lefty bat, uh, has really good bat-to-ball skills. Um, he's, he's a big guy. He, he's still young, though, and he hasn't really shown a lot of power in-game yet. Um, though I think that's going to come. But if he uh, can get to double-A pretty early on, he might even start in double-A. But if he gets to double-A and has success, that would be 
Awesome. But the other part is if you really look through the Braves outfield, I think this is a potential area of weakness, or you could at least say a lack of depth for the outfield. So if you think about the potential for injuries, uh, defensive issues, or uh, drops in performance, I think it's going to happen from um, maybe Adam Duvall, Rosario, or Ozuna. I mean, I could see any of those three guys uh, having a down year. Um, they just seem like kind of volatile players, particularly Duvall. You know, Duvall to me is always on the precipice of um, of kind of tanking as a player because he's so um, so swing and miss. And if he's not connecting enough, he can really be a hole in your lineup at times. And so if, if he were to really kind of lose some um, some bat to ball skill, or um, you know his bat were to slow down a little bit. Um, that could be a problem. The Braves are also asking a lot of him defensively to play to play center. So I could really foresee at least midseason there being some issue in the outfield where they need somebody else to step in. And the thing is, they don't have a ton of outfield depth um, on the roster. Uh, you know, so Drew Waters is the other guy. He's in AAA right now, so you could say he's a little closer to the big leagues. He's also very talented. He's a switch hitter, but he's yet to find consistency offensively. Um, he's also had some nagging injuries. He barely played in spring training because he pulled his hamstring like in game three. And so, yeah, he might be their, their first guy that they would go to, but depending on the timing and how he's playing versus how Michael Harris is playing, I really think they think Harris is the next outfielder, center fielder of the future for the Braves. So, if everything were to kind of go right for him, and if anything were to go wrong uh, at the big league club in the outfield, I really foresee Harris playing playing a part in 2022. It would probably be ahead of schedule for what the Braves want to happen, but I think it's probably going to happen. All right, my next prediction is that Kyle Wright will finally establish himself as a big league starter. Uh, this is my shout out to my buddy David, who sent me uh, an article from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution this week. Um, and one of their writers uh, was in the Braves clubhouse just asking guys, who do you think is set up for a big breakout season? And several guys, particularly, um, I think the, um, the article mentioned uh, Darno, who as the catcher probably would, would know these things, and, um, and Austin Riley both said Kyle Wright. Um, and the article went on to explain some of his kind of work mentally um, before uh, the postseason last year, actually starting in 2020, um, I think Kyle Wright has worked with a sports psychologist that the Braves provided, uh, but to really get him more consistent, uh, a consistent approach. And he had a very good year in AAA last year, a consistent, uh, maybe not dominant, but a consistent year in AAA. And then we saw what he did in that huge game four in the World Series, stepping in for about four, four and two-thirds innings. And uh, really the, a, a big, big reason why they won that game. So, you know, I really want Kyle Wright to uh, to step up and finally figure it out. And I think if he did, this would be one of the biggest uh, impacts that could possibly happen for the Braves this year. I think, you know, I've, I've talked about it a couple times, but one of their weaknesses going into the year seems to be the back end of that starting staff. Um, who's going to be the number four? Who's going to be the number five starters? And Kyle Wright has been on the Braves radar for about three years now, and now's the time. He's not really very young anymore. I think he's 26, 27 years old, and it's really time for him to do something. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope 
that he's ready to do it. And if he does, if he steps up, and, and I'm not even saying has a dominant season or a great season, but just has a consistently good season uh, where he can pitch a lot of innings and provide the Braves with a chance to win when he goes out there, um, Kyle Wright is going to be a, a big part of the Braves' success, or at least I, I hope he will be. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that, <laughs> that this report is right, that Darno and, and uh, Riley aren't just you know hoping for a good year for him but that they're really seeing some, some change in how he approaches things. All right, my last one really is not a prediction. This is more of a hope and a prayer, <laughs> but that's that Mike Soroka will be back. And how great would it be uh, that Mike Soroka could start a postseason game? So that's my last, you know, I guess you can call it a prediction, but it's at least, you know, I'm throwing it out there, you know, some good thoughts that how great would it be that Mike Soroka could come back maybe mid-season sometime and um, reestablish himself and by the end of the year uh, pitching meaningful games. Uh, so the, the idea that he's pitching a postseason game, of course, means the Braves are in a postseason game, uh, that, um, that, he is, uh, that he's pitched well enough to put himself in position to start one of those games. And, man, that would be, along with Kyle Wright, getting Mike Soroka back halfway through the season uh, and being a really solid pitcher again for for the Braves would be tremendous. It would it would lock up all the issues that the Braves might have in the starting rotation, and uh, just create some huge vibes for the team moving forward. I know everybody's pulling for for Soroka to come back. So those are my predictions for some individual Braves and how they how the season might go for each of them. You know, I didn't get into every single guy. Um, you know, I think Ozzie Albies might be in for one of the better seasons of his career. I think his left-handed swing has looked much better uh, in spring training, and, and I imagine that he's been working on that over the offseason. Um, you don't know what you're going to get from Ozuna. He feels so far removed from having, you know, some success in the big leagues, that big 2020 that he had. Um, and, you know, gosh, if he came back and was that kind of hitter, for the Braves in 2022, it would totally change things offensively. So there's a lot of things out there uh, that could happen. You know, getting a full year of Eddie Rosario, um, a good Eddie Rosario, a healthy Eddie Rosario would be awesome. So all of these things are kind of hanging over the Braves. And um, the, the good thing, I think, is there's there's a lot of positive that could happen um, and could really make them one of the best teams in all of baseball. All right, y'all, that will do it for this episode of State of the Braves. I hope you enjoyed it as we are uh, diving into some of uh, my predictions of what I think will happen with some of these individual Braves players this season. Next time, we'll get into more of a team prediction of what uh, might happen this season in the National League East, uh, what the Braves need to do to win the division. Once again, uh, they'll be going for their fifth straight division title, which would be awesome and of course they need to worry about the national league east before they are worrying about uh, defending their world series crown so we'll get into that next time uh, just remember to follow me on spotify and just click click that uh, that five star review if you would i really would appreciate anyone who can give me uh, that that kind of rating it really helps um, and also remember if it is uh, easier for you you can also listen to me on Apple Podcasts as well. All right, y'all. Hope you have a good one. See you next time.